is Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse, episode number 21. In today's episode, we will be talking about new parties, shows, and character experiences, and more, debuting January 18th at Walt Disney World, all four parks, and also new information on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Everything Disney in and out of the house. I'm AJ. I'm Andrew. And you are listening to Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse. The podcast. It is a podcast. The live show. Guess what? The recorded show. Guess what? What? Baby, it's cold outside. It is. Not really. For us, it is. Yeah. It's 52. I look. Yeah. 52 degrees, but it is a little on the chilly side for us. I know our friends over across the pond are like, what the heck are you talking about? 52 is warm. Especially our listeners in Sweden and Canada. We would have a listener in Alaska. Woohoo! Yeah, I guess it's not that cold compared to Alaska. Sorry. Yeah, so you guys can go ahead and just uh, make fun. Make fun of us for being wimps. So we're sitting here recording all bundled up because you know it's cold. It's cold. Well, it's not really cold. It's just not hot. Therefore, it's cold. Not hot. It's cold. Anyway, we could go on and on fighting about how cold or hot. It is, but we're not going to. Instead, we're going to start talking about the new parties, shows, and character experiences and more debuting January 18th, 2019 in all four Walt Disney World parks. That's right. There's a lot. There is. It's a surprising amount. Right. And, you know, we were preparing for the show and we're looking it up at January 18th to see if it was an anniversary or a character birthday or something to see if there was a reason that they might have picked January 18th to say, hey, all this new stuff is coming. But we didn't, I'm not saying there isn't something memorable that we might have overlooked. We didn't see anything other than it is a holiday weekend. It is Martin Luther King Day that Monday, the 18th is the Friday. So it is the big, you know, they're, they're starting this, these events on a holiday weekend. Right. So, and... Well, it's, it's also the first weekend of the art festival. Right, at Epcot. At, at Epcot. So at the uh, International Festival of the Arts. Right. It kind of gives them, gives them some downtime between the festival of the holidays, I believe is what they now call it. Right. And then the Festival of the Arts, then the Flower and Garden Festival, and then the Food and Wine Festival. We right. kind of talked about that before how, you know, before it used to just be two festivals at right. Epcot. It used to be food and wine and flower and garden, food and wine, flower and garden. And then they expanded. I Actually, the, the Festival of the Holidays came first, but it had a different name. Well, that, it's, it's grown. Around, it's grown over the years. So. No, but it had it had a different name previously. Right. So it, it grew a little bit. And hopefully I'm calling it the right name now. But yeah. either way, the art festival, it is going to be the third year at Epcot. Right. However, they have had a festival of the masters, correct? That was the old name for it when it was at Disney Springs. Yeah. And, and actually, it never was at Disney Springs. No. Because it was at Downtown Disney. It was before Downtown Disney became Disney Springs. Right. They used to have the art festival over there. Right. But either way, we talked about how it's like 
they they find different festivals to have not all year long because over the summer they don't need to have festivals to draw people to Epcot. Right. But during the year, it seems like they go, you know what? We already put up this little stand for selling merchandise or the stand for selling food. Well, a lot of them, a lot of the stands get taken down in between too. It's just a way of getting more people into the park. So, and then there's going to be a whole bunch of new stuff coming to Epcot too, which we'll talk about in a future episode as they announced a lot of new stuff at Destination D. So we didn't go to Destination D. However, they did make announcements and they're public and they do post the information. I I should rephrase that. We didn't go to Destination D this year. Right. We have gone in the past. Yeah, we have gone. It's Destination D is a D23 event. D23, if you do not already know, is the official fan club for Disney fans. Right. You can now become a member for free. You can go to, shopdisney.com and you can register there or i think there's a d23 a direct site yeah, as well that d- you can d23.com right i believe you can sign up there as well right um but if you want to get the magazines if you want to get a gold or silver membership i believe those they might redirect you to the shop disney well you have to buy through disney through shop disney right if you're going to um, purchase one right and then the benefit of the the paid is you get access to go to the events, you get the magazine, you get little trinkets during the year. But we can talk about the D23 in the future episode. As well. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave something to talk about. So let's talk a little bit more about what the celebrations are. Let's start with Magic Kingdom. Sure. So they are going to honor Mickey and Minnie. Right. Which seems logical. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> it's you know it's a great place to to have Mickey and Minnie. And one of the things they're doing is now there's going to be instead of having a Mickey meet and greet and a Minnie meet and greet, there's going to be a Mickey and Minnie meet and greet where they are together inside of Town Square Theater. And because it's a new celebration, they're going to have new outfits. Right. And there's going to be a celebration station as well, also inside of the Town Square Theater. So you can get signatures. You can get pictures with them a little bit of a party and they have new music that they've they've done they've added to their street party and so they also announced something that based on that new disney dooney dog purse the release and all the people getting really excited about the dogs Mm -hmm. so i know a lot of people will probably be excited that pluto is going to have a new meet and greet at Pete's Silly Sideshow in Storybook Circus. And that was really hard to say. Pete's Silly Sideshow in Storybook Circus. Say it three times fast. Uh, no, because I can't. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a couple of meet and greets that are like um, permanent locations for meet and greet right. inside of Magic Kingdom. And this sounds like it'll be one of them. Right. In addition to... And is it, yeah, and they do move them around every once in a while. Sure. Because before the show, we were looking at some things, and we thought that they did have a meet and greet in Storybook Circus previously, but it seems like currently there's the one up front where you can meet Mickey. Right, which is which, the the uh, Town Square Theater. Right. There's Ariel's Grotto, right. where you can meet Ariel. Correct. And there is the Princess Princess Hall. I think that's what it's called, Princess Hall. And but, then there's the all the four princesses are in there. Right. Two of them are fast pass and the other two. No, not two of them are. I, I think you, 
are fast passes available for all of them? I don't want to misspeak. I just don't. I don't remember. Right. Sorry to everybody who loves the princesses. I've actually we've been in that one a few times. I think I've right. been in a few more than than you have. But either way, so it looks like they're going to have a another permanent or semi permanent right meet and greet area, which is really nice because. And we talked about this in, in a previous episode. You know, it's really nice when they have the the areas, the meet and greets inside, because it's better for the characters to not be out in the heat or, like right now, be out in the cold. Uh, someone who right. works at uh, Walt Disney World posted on Instagram today, it was 39 degrees this morning. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really nice to have more regulated temperatures, you know, especially when you're wearing a lot of costuming or clothing or right. whatever well, it may the, require. The other benefit is that they can run multiple characters at the same time. So, you know, when you go into into the, the Town Square Theater, there's more than one Mickey. There's one more than one Minnie. Don't ruin it. Well, we are a podcast for adults, and they should be able to handle it. Actually, we experienced that at Epcot once when we were doing the the... Disney, it wasn't Disney Visa. It was we had fast passes for the Mickey and Pals meet and greet right right across from Mouse Gears, and that was actually a beautiful moment. There was a blind child, a little boy who was blind, and watching the interaction of the characters with him was really, really beautiful. I mean, it was just because he couldn't see, but he he was touching their faces, right and. Mickey had to leave, and we to this day don't know if it was because Mickey got verklempt or because maybe another Mickey came in. Could right. one or the other. But that's one of the things that make Disney so magical. I mean, that was a beautiful, beautiful moment to to witness. I mean, sure. the joy you could hear it in his voice, and you could see it on his face. You know, even though he couldn't see, right? He just loved, you know, he was hugging on them and touching them, you know, I don't want to say touching them because that sounds inappropriate, but he was touching their faces, you know, because that's how he sees them. Um, That was really, really beautiful. But yes, that was an indoor meet and greet. And so they were able to walk in and out, which is really, really nice. But let's move on to some of the other parks. There's Hollywood Studios, which 2019 is going to be the 30th anniversary. Yeah, May 1st. Yeah, that's amazing. Of course, it wasn't always called Hollywood Studios. MGM. Yeah. That's still MGM to me. And this is really interesting because on January 18th, they're going to reveal a new 30th anniversary logo. Yep. Now, why I find that interesting is there have been rumors, though I haven't heard these rumors recently about them possibly changing the name again. Yeah, that was... I think they decided they were, but again, that's just a rumor. Cause right. They never officially announced a name change, right. but there have been rumors, you know, I think at one of the events, they, one of the heads kind of slipped a little bit and almost indicated that then the name was going to change, which right. led to speculation. I think it was last year's D23 Expo where they were kind of... I think they let the rumors go a little too close to the... <laughs> right. So, and, and we're not trying to spread rumors. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it'll be interesting to see because if they were to decide that they want to reimagine Hollywood Studios again, they want to rename it to match more closely what it is, right. then this 30th anniversary would be the prime opportunity to sure. do something like that. So I think... 
And again, speculation, not saying one way or the other because we don't know. Right. But I think if they are, in fact, going to change the name of Hollywood Studios, that would probably be when it happened. And if they're not going to do it, they're going <laughs> to kind of set it in like, hey, right. we're celebrating our 30th and this is Hollywood Studios. So that's going to be really, really interesting. Yep. yep. Absolutely. So what else do they have? Uh, Pixar Avenue will be the place for guests to show off their inner supers with the Incredibles. Uh, so you'll be able to celebrate the heroic deeds of the Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, and Frozone. Uh, looks like just kind of a, I don't know, street party kind of thing. Well, they do that at Magic Kingdom now, don't they? Or, right. or they were for a while. Well, that, there was that dance party that was over in, in Future World. Uh, so maybe this will be somewhat similar to that. Right. Or maybe they're going to move it. Not possible. To there, you know. Or have it in both. <laughs> right. That's possible as well. I mean, right. with having Toy Story Land, which is basically, you know, even though it's called Toy Story Land, it's kind of like Pixar Place. Well, it, it kind of, of. Took, the, t- took over the part because Pixar Place was there and it, now it's closed down because they Pixar, you, you walk through Pixar Place in order to get to Toy Story Midway Mania. Right. That's what the right. the signage above the, the walkway. Right. If you were coming from um, One Man Stream, walking in that direction. Right. And then, you, you know, you could keep walking around the around to the backside of the park. Now that's all closed because of the Star Wars stuff. But yeah, uh, it, it seems like they're adding a lot of Pixar stuff, actually. I think Toy Story Land was pretty cool, but uh, it's very barren. It is small, right? And we discussed that there are no stores inside of there. Well, that's a weird one too. There are there are definitely places to shop inside of there. That's not an issue, and throughout the park, plenty of places to buy Toy Story merchandise. But there are no brick and mortar stores. You know, typically you come out of a ride and you walk into a store. Sure. And there are none yep. in Toy Story Land, so that's kind of interesting. But another thing that is going to open in on January 19th is the monster world will open inside of Walt Disney presents and you can visit Mike and Sully right in there. So that's why I was saying there seems to be a lot more um, Pixar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Just cause they're gonna, they need to do something to kind of punch it up a little bit. And so much more than just toy, you know, toy story. So, Right, and it's, of course, with Toy Story Four coming out, <laughs> you know it's kind of kind of appropriate, I guess. Right, and they do have the Disney Junior Dance Party. It seems like they might be reimagining that slightly. We we've been in there once or twice. I know that we went with our friends from Minnesota who have a young girl. Right. Um. So we went to the party with them, I believe, and all, years ago we went with other friends who have a young boy and young girl. And we went with them, but that's, since we don't have children, that's not something that we can really speak on much because we don't go in there often. No, it starts to look a little creepy when you're in with the little kids. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't been inside of there in a long time, so we wouldn't know if it was new or not because it would be new to us. Right. But we did start to talk about the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, which is probably one of our favorites because we do like art if you follow us on social media one of the pictures that we posted recently of our dining area where we're currently recording because we need to fix up our studio 
you could see behind me some of our artwork artwork right. and all the all the pictures hanging in our house are Disney. If they're not Disney, they're from our wedding. Yeah, but, pretty uh, much. Oh, not pretty much. That's it. We don't have any pictures hanging that aren't Disney or the wedding. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're all that's... Disney. Different kinds of Disney. We we collect Disney stamps, official USPS Disney stamps. Right. We have hand-painted Disney cells. We have original Disney artwork. We have pin art. We have a couple of Giclés and... We have some lithographs. I mean, we have... We have a lot. <laughs> we, we do, but, but we enjoy collecting art. Sure. You know, it's nice collecting Disney art. So that's why the Festival of the Arts is one of our favorites. And we were really happy, you know, because we were sad when the Festival of the Masters kind of disappeared from right. downtown Disney as it was transitioning into Disney Springs. And then we found out about the Festival of the Arts and we were like, awesome, we can go see the art. One of the, my favorite parts about the Festival of, of the Masters, and they did continue this into the Festival of the Arts, is the chalk art. Right. That's really cool. We'll talk a, a little more about it in a future episode, about all the things you can expect at the Festival of the Arts, because it's 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 new and still evolving. I mean, this is the third year, but like the first year it was only on the weekends, Um and it was it was much smaller, and then it's it's grown steadily. So uh, this year will be even bigger. Like this year, now they're adding the uh, Broadway concert series. So you know, in the spring you have a uh, uh, or in the uh, food and wine you have a concert series. I think they do a concert series for food and, or for uh, flower and garden. They typically have a concert series re- right. with each of their thing. I mean, because even though. It's not really a concert series, but they have candlelight processional in once once food and wine ends and then you go into the holiday season. So even though it's not, well, they do have the festival of the holidays, but they have the candlelight processional happening in the area where they usually have the concerts. And, you know, they're doing this year. I think it's on December 4th. They are doing uh, candlelight live on YouTube. That's really nice. Yeah. That they're doing that for people that don't get a chance to go see it. I mean, we did talk about that before. You know, everyone, if they get a chance, it's nice to see it at least once. You know, for me, it's not really my cup of tea, but I'm still glad that I've seen it. And I've actually seen it more than once, but we've seen it a a few times. But we were talking about that, how Disney does like to put some things live, you know, to make it more available to people. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing like seeing something in person where you could just see it up close and personal because, I mean, it's great live on YouTube. You know, it's definitely a good alternative. So, yeah, with Candlelight on YouTube, I mean, if you don't have, if you've never seen it, there's not really any way for you to get to Epcot in, in, during the holiday season, then this is your alternative. So, and it's a lot better because Disney, it's a lot better than having to watch somebody else's recording of it because... Usually they're they're not very good. <laughs> Some of them surprisingly are, but yeah, it is nice to see a professional recording, right? Because they're going to have prime camera angles, right? And prime sound, right? They're, yeah, they're going to hook right into their into their sound. So it, it it's definitely a good a good alternative. Or if you really like it and you just want to see it, then it'll be there. Exactly. And then at Animal Kingdom, we're not going to leave out Animal Kingdom, they are going to have a Hakuna Hakuna Matata time dance party. And it's going to feature Timon and Rafiki from Disney's The Lion King. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen each day on Discovery Island. 
So that sounds like a lot of fun. So they basically have something at every park happening. You know, it's going to be released on January 18th. Right. But, you know, it's really interesting how instead of saying, oh, on January 1st, we're going to release this. And on January 8th, we're going to release this. And, on you know, they don't typically stagger them like that. They have a tendency to do things on the same day. Not all the time. Right. You know. Well, the, the other thing, we couldn't find anything that, about the date, but this is part of their new promotion of uh, uh, now more than ever is what they're, you'll see that tagline a lot in the, in the coming months from Disney with the opening of Pandora, Avatar Land and Animal Kingdom, the opening of Toy Story Land, opening now Star Wars uh, Galaxy Edge later this year, later next year, all this stuff. Disney's basically saying now more than ever is a good time to visit. So, so that's pretty much everything going on January ninth. Excuse me, January eighteenth in the four parks. Well, those those are the four. Those are the celebrations at the four parks that we know of at this moment. So, right, and And, other things I'm sure will be announced between now and then. Oh yeah, it'll be ongoing. I'm sure. Right, but talking about announcements, it seems like there was some. Interesting and exciting news shared inside of D23's Destination D. Right. So, well, the big thing is that uh, uh, I'm going to murder his name, but uh, Bob Shapek. Shapek, Shapek. I know how to pronounce it. Delicatessen. Exactly. It is charcuterie. Uh, well, anyway, Bob is a uh, chairman of Parks, Experiences, and Consumer Products uh, with Disney. Uh, he's uh, he's one of those super big wigs, uh, and he announced he well he showed off a couple videos at D twenty or at D- Destination D, talking about Star Wars Galaxy Edge. So now we know the names of two of the new rides, and the first one is called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and then. Well, it says it puts guests behind the controls of the most famous ship in the galaxy in one of three unique flight crew roles. So I wonder what that is going to be similar to. Well, the the teaser videos, they, they are, on, are, are online. Uh, you can find them on the Disney blogs. They're on YouTube. Uh, they stay true to the role of teaser because they didn't really show anything. But it did look similar to what you do in Mission Space, right? Where you have a pilot, uh, uh, the landing guy, you know, all the, you have four roles. Right. Right. So, so I'm guessing this ride, this ride isn't going to be like Mission Space in terms of it being like a centrifuge ride. But, you know, there's probably going to be a pilot, a co-pilot, and then like an engineer kind of guy. And basically you flip a bunch of switches and the ride will go on. So the reason I, I brought that up when I said what might it resemble, Disney does have a tendency to expand upon existing rides right. and make, you know, it, it's kind of like that if it isn't broke, don't fix it mentality. You know, people enjoy rides. So they kind right. of take that same concept and reimagine it. Plus, if you think about it, how many different ways can you do rides and attractions? So, well, the other thing is, as as technology progresses, you can make changes to the rides. You know, obviously, Carousel of Progress. We look at it now and go, "Oh, it's cute," and it because it's now really old, or Hall of Presidents, or whatever else. But 
um, you know, we were talking about uh, some of the stuff in, in Pandora, like the Navi River Journey, the the animatronics are a whole lot better. Right. But that ride to me is like a very common, soothing, small world. Right. So that's what I'm saying. They're, they build off it or the flight of passage ride, which honestly we have not been on yet because right. we still to this day have not been able to get fast passes. Uh, but that ride has been compared to Soren. Sure. You know, and of course they're very different, but they're still a similar concept. Right. You know, I mean, there's, the aerial ride, you know, you're, you're driving through and seeing a story is the same thing as the frozen ride, except for the frozen ride is in a water vehicle, but you're riding through and seeing a story. So that's right. what I'm saying. You know, a lot of rides are very similar conceptually, you know, how it functions. It oh, just sure. has a different storyline or of course, as you just said, different animatronics inside or, you know, different, they do add different technology to them, but they still have a similar base. Right. And we and we just we simply don't know yet because the teaser video just didn't show anything, you know. Maybe it's a mix of Star Tours and Mission Space. You know, the the Mission Space part is you know assigning people to be certain roles in the ride, and then it's just a you know kind of a move along with the with the screen kind of thing, or who knows. It'll be interesting to see so that when right. it does come out, we could be like, hey, you were right on. You knew exactly what it was going to be. Or, yeah, that was totally out of left field. We had no idea that's what that was going to be. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, either way, I'm sure we're going to enjoy it. And the other attraction is called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. And that puts guests in the middle of an epic battle between the Resistance and the First Order. Right. And this was, there's absolutely no details yet that I could find of what this actually is, other than the teaser video just showed uh, kind of a video on in the ride itself of, you know, the, of the First Order being attacked by the Resistance. But... There was no other details, so I have no idea if it's a ride-along, if it's a walk-through, if it's... <laughs> who knows? So, it'll be... It looked interesting, but there's just not very many details yet. There's some details about Star Wars Land, or Star Wars Galaxy Edge. You can get blue milk! Right. And go to the cantina. It's going to be pretty immersive. Yep. It seems like, and... The best thing is the new resort. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. I We went on the backstage tour at Epcot and we're told a little bit about the new resort and how immersive that experience is going to be. Right. It, that's almost like being on an attraction 24-7 based on what the way the cast member described it to us. Well, even here, you know, it's it's the, uh, I, I even I think I even wrote it down. Uh, yeah, from the moment you board your launch pod, it's a fully immersive multi-day Star Wars adventure aboard a luxury starship complete with high-end dining, space view cabins, and an all-new exciting action you would expect from an authentic Star Wars experience. So, you know, from the, the pictures we've seen in the little video, teaser videos and stuff, you know, you're going to stay in a hotel room that has no windows. Well, it has windows. You just can't see the outside world right the way the window is going to be a tv screen that shows a, a planet well because you're in your spaceship orbiting it and 
Um, some of the other details that have been released are things like you're going to be given a mission. So as you leave the hotel, you can go into Star Wars Galaxy Edge and complete tasks and then bring them back to the hotel. And it, it does sound interesting. Uh, I don't know if it would necessarily be for us, but it does sound for, interesting for, is a good word <laughs> for, for, for a total Star Wars nerd. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. For diehard fans, I think they're going to love it for some people, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see because I've never done anything so submersive and as that, right. You know, I, you know, role playing 24 seven like that. And, and I've been on stage before. I mean, I've done community theater and, you know, in high school and everything I performed. So right. I certainly don't mind performing, but I don't know that I would want to stay in character in that aspect for 24 seven. And not only that, you're not getting paid to do it. You're paying to do it. Right. <laughs> That's the funny part. Well, it, it is Disney. So I'm sure they're not going to be too strict on the plus, you know, what are you going to do when you go to magic kingdom? That's going to be a very weird uh, part of the immersive experience when you dressed up like the Star Wars character inside of Magic Kingdom. All right. Yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be interesting, but I'm very excited for Star Wars Galaxy Edge to open, which opens in 2019. Yep. So. Fall of, of 19, 2019 is what they say. It'll be basically don't go to the parks that rest of the year probably because well that's that would be our choice it's you know? going to be very very busy <laughs> i mean some people enjoy being there on the first day they want to be able to say they were there the first day and it is nice you know we have been at some places on anniversaries and they are a little bit more busy so we don't typically stay too long well we have been did we do we haven't done any of the stuff on the first day we didn't do avatar on first day no not not rides but we were at epcot on the 35th anniversary we did go into the park right. and, and that was a big anniversary it wasn't the 34th that you know it right. was the 35th anniversary and that they did have a big relatively big celebration for that right. uh, lots of merchandise was released so we were we were there for that but no we were not there for the opening of Toy Story Land. We were not there for the opening of Pandora, but it ironically enough, because I was, we were talking earlier about our artwork and the stamps. Mm -hmm. One year they released the stamps at the, it was, um, send us either send a smile or send a hello. I can't remember which one came first. They were Pixar stamps right? and they released them at art of animation. Right. And we drove up, we actually left, super early in the morning to get to the release because the release I believe started at around 9 a.m. Uh, something crazy like that. So we left at, you know between five and six. I don't remember exactly what time right. we left to get there. And so we were there for that. Not only was the stamps, but that was like the opening day basically of the resort, I believe. It wasn't opening day, but it was still in that the the resort was still new. It was like soft opening or something like it's around like that period. Something weird like that because because obviously this was part of the, that celebration and then also, you know, they were giving tours and stuff of the resort. So because we kind of tapped onto the back backside of one of those as as the stamp celebration ended. So right, we did get to explore the resort a little bit. Right, and that's a that's a great resort. It's really colorful. Sure, we stayed there once and. That was enjoyable. Yep. Speaking of resorts and staying there, I'm getting tired. Yeah. 
So before we say goodnight, let me say, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Absolutely. If you have subscribed, thank you. If you don't know how to subscribe, you can follow us on your favorite podcast system, yep. which you might be doing right now. Google, Probably. Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, whichever system you use to listen to your podcasts. Or you can listen to us directly on our website. Yep. TwoGrownUpsInAMouse.com. Or you can follow us on social media. TwoGrownUpsInAMouse. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And you can listen to us on YouTube. You can. So thank you for listening. And I'm saying good night. And I'm saying good morning. Okay, then I'm changing it to good afternoon. Good evening. No, just goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye.